0: be sure to subscribe to this podcast
1: so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore
0: Happy, Grateful,
1: Blessed with Tammy Tran. Hi, today I'm here with Paul Cutler. Paul, thank you for being here.
0: Thank you for, for uh, inviting me, mayor, mayor Tammy.
1: Well, thank you very much, Mayor Paul. <laughs> I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. I wanted to ask you, I'm a new mayor, as you know. And I wanted to ask you about your service as a city council member and a mayor, and and really just to get your advice, tips and tricks.
0: Well, I think you're doing a fantastic job. I don't think you need any advice from me. Thank you. (laughs) But but uh, you're you're so positive, and I think that's one of the Uh uh, one of the great things a mayor can do is be positive about their community and about the you know focus on the good things and highlight the good things that are happening in their community, and and that's. As a mayor, you get to see a lot of good things true. that you don't know about if you're not so true. Uh, involved. And that was certainly um, one of the things uh, I loved about being on the city council and uh, as a mayor was learning about all the wonderful people <laughs> mm-hmm. that go about doing good and go about helping other people without asking for recognition or trying to get uh, accolades. It's, it's a wonderful thing about our communities.
1: It really is, isn't it? And especially what you mentioned about not getting recognition. There's so many people that just silently make a huge impact in the community in, in terms of just service and things that they're willing to jump in and contribute and problem solve. Yeah. It's, been, it's been great. S-
0: since you asked, I will bring up one, one thing that I did as a, because you have when you're mayor you get to invited to influence a lot of decisions you don't get to make a lot of decisions but you get to influence a lot of decisions and i put on my desk um, a little card with with four personal goals that i had as a mayor Uh, number one was treat everyone fairly and with respect because it's so important to treat each other with respect and you certainly do a wonderful job with that thank you number two is consider the long-term thinking 20 years out, uh, uh, effects of each decision that's made in the community. Not just, you know, one or two years, but 20 years. Uh, support, number three was support families and values. And then four was respect the past, but, but lead to the future. Well said. And I think as as that goes. O- often we, we think about the here and now, but, but we really have to be thinking long-term when we make decisions in, in government. What, what's it going to be like 20 years from now?
1: it's true that's the thing that's been kind of interesting for me to learn and watch as a city council person and as a mayor because the conversations that we're having now started 5 10 years ago as as we talk about road construction and changes within the city and things like that development and they'll they probably not even happen until you know for 10 years 10 years ahead so so it's it's fun to be part of the process but it's it's difficult, too, and challenging because we don't necessarily get to be there for right. for the process, for uh, all of it anyway.
0: But but you'll see the results. Then. Right, exactly. <laughs> but
1: we see the results, and they start with people having great ideas and having intentions to, to strategically plan, like you mentioned, thinking in the future.
0: And, and recognize that the future may not be the way we want it to be. Like, many of us <laughs> wish we didn't have this huge population growth. It's true. But... It's, it's inevitable. Uh, we keep having kids.
1: <laughs> right. We keep, and They want to live here. Growing.
0: And so we have things like the West Davis Highway, mm-hmm. and we have, uh, you know, housing challenges, and we have to realize that these are things that have to be dealt with and do it in the best way we can, make, make the best decisions we can, um, thinking what, what's going to be good for families in, in the future as well as families today.
1: Really good point, and which brings us to my next question. I guess, what you're currently doing today? You're running for,
0: for the House District 18. Yes, uh, which represents a part of Kaysville, which it is wh- why I've uh, been lucky enough to interact with you and so many uh, Kaysville citizens. Uh, Representative Tim Hawkes uh, decided uh, to retire from his uh, legislative service, which has been very generous uh, for the past. Uh, it'll be eight years when he's what he's done, and. Uh, invited me and a few others to th- throw our hats in the ring. And I did so. I, I always thought, I've always enjoyed public service. It makes me feel like, hey, I'm doing something to contribute to my community. Uh, my day job, I work for a, a global tech company and I don't work with uh, anybody local. I work on national issues and, and national networks and international um, projects. And so being involved as a city councilman or a mayor or, or a state representative I feel like, hey, this is a way I can really give back to my community and be involved in in, in the day-to-day uh, issues of our community.
1: I, th- I think it's fantastic. And really, I think that your, your city experience um, as a council member and as a mayor prepares you so well for the state. I, at least from my limited viewpoint, what I've seen is that it really does help in terms of what you're able to do and how you're able to, to interact and understand the, the issues that we face as uh, cities as I, you're making those big decisions.
0: I hope so. I, hope us, I think it helps understand the implications of if the state makes a decision, what's the impact on our local community? And, and we complain often about Washington, D.C. Hey, they're making decisions that affect us in our state and our community, and they don't understand how that decision affects us. And hopefully I can bring that perspective uh, to To the state legislature, it, it used to, 15 years ago, uh, or um, 16 years ago, I think it was. 40 percent of the state legislators had municipal experience, some some kind of local government experience before they were legislators. And I'm told uh, now that that number is 10. 10 percent,
1: which low. is
0: which is yeah, that means only 10 percent have personal experience of how is this going to impact my my community or my local government. So hopefully, I can be a voice for local control, pushing more of those. If a decision can be made mo- locally, let's make it locally. There's some things that we need to have conformity across the state and even across the nation. But if a decision can be made locally, let's make it locally and allow communities to have th- their autonomy. Kaysville has a special feel as, we a, do. as a hometown.
1: Right. So uh, we do.
0: And and it's different than Tremonton and different than West Valley City or uh, Saratoga Springs and let's, let's allow some autonomy within, within our communities.
1: What are some of the local decisions that you would like to stay local?
0: Uh, I think uh, th- there needs to be a balance. Okay. So housing is certainly one of them that's a, that's a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. It is. Because we need to have some policies that, uh, that allow for a level of growth, but allow each community to decide how am I going to have an, a, an affordable housing plan Mm-hmm. Is is multifamily appropriate for my community, or are accessory apartments a better option? You know, do I can I put my denser housing next to a transit hub, or am I a completely rural community where it's just not appropriate? And um, communities need to have a say in that; it shouldn't it shouldn't be dictated by the state?
1: So, what I hear you saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that those those decisions should remain local, and you would. Mostly advocate for that.
0: I, I would, yeah. I, I think there's some things. I think it's. I actually like the idea of the state saying you must have a plan. I agree with that because <laughs> you there can't say I, I don't. No, I want to just not
1: not here. Just yeah, yeah I'm not gonna. There's do
0: always it. the not in my backyard. Right. We have to have a plan, but let cities uh, have influence over that plan. It shouldn't be a state mandated plan. Uh, let's let's you know choose from five or six different options. On how to best implement that in, in in a local community,
1: that makes a lot of sense. We were in fact, I was at city hall just a minute ago, and I asked the question of how many calls do we get in with people being concerned about big corporations buying inventory, buying houses, and should so so that was the question I posed to to our city staff, mm-hmm. and they said, actually they're getting a lot of calls and complaints with um, com- people residents saying, you know I think that Five houses in my neighborhood are owned by one company, and they're all rentals wow and I, and I didn't know that it was
0: I didn't know that was a pro I mean, have read but... articles saying this is happening, but I had not seen evidence in our community
1: yeah, I haven't either and and who knows if these you know if the information is completely accurate, but do you think that a decision like that to i don't know to regulate that should be
0: I, I think there should be a local influence on that okay. the, 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 you need to have we we need to have be able to have a say in that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, it, it may make sense to say you can't necessarily outlaw this, but you can put some regulations around it. It's true. Um, I think the kind of the accessory apartments is a good idea to say, okay, you can have accessory apartments or, you know, lease out your basement, but it better be owner-occupied. It, exactly. We can't have corporations coming in and buying and then turning a, a, a regular house into a duplex by having a family upstairs and a family downstairs. That's I agree. That's not good for our community
1: yeah I agree. I agree for sure. Centerville's seen a lot of growth
0: <laughs> we We don't have much room to grow, but but mm-hmm. there's a but lot it of definitely
1: changed, hasn't it? a
0: lot of pressures yes when when I was young you could i would uh, uh, I would ride my bike down Main street and see how long I could stay in between the two yellow lines in the middle <laughs> before a car came, and sometimes <laughs> yeah. I could go pretty far. I
1: bet you could back then
0: <laughs> uh, now <laughs> that would yeah. be a very dangerous thing to do.
1: It is dangerous, and you did mention growth and and that it's challenging. What, what do you think? I mean, are there solutions?
0: Uh, the, we still live in a really great place. We do. I agree. We have these growth pressures, but we need to stop and recognize that we live in a wonderful place. We have beautiful mountains. Mm-hmm. We have great family-friendly communities. Uh, it, it's still a really great place to live. And it's one of the reasons I, I lived out of state for a few years and then chose to, to come back because we wanted to be in a family-friendly community where we had family support, and it's a great place to live. I, I think there are solutions. We can we need to recognize that we have to plan for the future. We have to improve our transit systems long term, thinking twenty years. And and we've got front runner, and we could add a few more stops.
1: Sure, we could. we could
0: electrify it to make uh, it uh, move faster, because it, it's only an advantage if you can get there just as fast as a car. That's true. Uh, we can keep our, our housing density. It, there, there's tremendous pressure for multi, multifamily housing and, and for affordable places for families to live, uh, especially young families. And that can be close to these transit corridors, like a station park or you know the Megaplex in mm-hmm. Centerville. And then let those who want to have a big open space, continue to have open spaces further away. I agree. We, because I, I think we can have both. We don't have, to, we don't have to all be the same. We can have multiple styles of, of living, and uh, we can have different ideas and opinions too.
1: <laughs> I, I completely agree with what you're saying. And, and what I really respect about what you're saying is you're saying that from the perspective of having heard community having heard residents talk about this. And I think that that's what makes you unique as a legislator because you really understand where the rubber meets the road and you know what people in your city, in your area, in your district are wanting because you've heard them in meetings and in emails and in phone calls.
0: You know, it's it's interesting. We think, at least when when I first uh, started to get involved as a city council member, I thought everybody thought like, I did. I thought, oh, this is very clear. This is how you should think think about something. And then you get involved and you realize people think very differently. And we have, even in our communities, which are so homogeneous compared to, you know, other parts of the world, we think about things differently. And we need to stop and listen to the different points of view. Mm -hmm. And and I believe when more voices are heard, we make better decisions. I agree. We, We... we can hear them and understand their perspective and then still move forward and make the best decision we can. But you'd be surprised how many people within our community think about things completely differently.
1: I, I've been shocked. Even people that um, politically align with me, being conservative, being Republican, yeah. have very different opinions within that it's it's within it's a, a, it's a big
0: tent and i think mm-hmm. i think it's okay to have a a, a big tent and have different you know even within our families we may have disagreements <laughs> that's true and we can it's a really useful skill life skill to be able to talk with someone and disagree with them
1: mm-hmm.
0: and say hey i i see it differently and still be great friends and you know find ways to to move forward building on common ground and that's what i Hope I can bring is my inclination is let's find common ground and find ways to to, to work together. We have everyone wants cleaner air, right? It's yes. not a Republican Democratic Democrat exactly. issue. That's a universal hope. We, we want great places for our families to to recreate. We want clean water. True. We want safe streets. We want we, less crime. That's right.
1: We do. We want the same things at the end of the day. Our values are.
0: Uh, our, our big values are, are, are the same, the same. And, and we can find common ground on how to how to move forward together.
1: I think. Well, and as I've, ta- as I've talked to a couple of people who know you, who work, you know, live in your city, I've heard they keep repeating that same thing that you're just really good at reaching out. You're really good at bringing people to the table and respecting opinions that are different, and finding that common ground and creating resolutions, not just agreeing to disagree, but actually being able to take that common ground to take those different perspectives and move forward, and and, and that's a reputation that I've, I've found as I've asked about you.
0: Oh, good. I'm not. I'm not sure everyone agrees with that, but I. But that's that's what I'd aspire to do, is, is help us work together.
1: As a state legislator, what are some of the things that you'd like to do?
0: Well, I, 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 I mentioned focus on keeping uh, more decisions local. I think the state has. Government has a natural tendency to grow, yes, <laughs> and to take yes. over more and more things because people have good ideas and they want to do more. So, how can we limit the the growth of, of of government and the growth of of state overreach and keep those decisions uh, local? Uh, I think it's important that we plan for the future because even if we even if we don't want the growth, it's coming, and yeah. we have to have smart policies. And so that's important. Uh, I believe that our uh, the most Important asset are our people and our children. And can we, if we believe our children are the most important things in our lives, are we funding education properly? Are we putting the focus on the kids? Uh, and how do we how do we take the good ideas from various places? There's some great ideas in charter schools, mm-hmm. some great ideas in other districts, some great ideas in Davis district, and you know, learn from those and improve our education system to make it e- even better than it than it is. And the other thing that I'd like to, to do is we, we have people being left behind. <laughs> and we have tremendous problems with addictions. Oh, yes.
1: uh, we, we don't
0: like to talk about it in our communities, but it's as a, as a mayor, I don't know if you've had to, to deal with this, but the saddest day is when you've got someone uh, whose, whose son or daughter died from mm-hmm. an overdose and you're trying to help them find a spot in, in, in the cemetery, or yeah, you're trying to yeah, bring them some, some comfort. And these are real problems that we, that we have to deal with and, uh, and, and help people. Uh, how, can we get, how can we improve people that have, make mistakes? Mm-hmm. They can change, and they can improve. Can we improve our, our judicial system to uh, find ways to give people a, a positive way out of uh, the situation there is and we have great efforts going on you know red barn is absolutely is, is, is in our uh, in our area and they do amazing work helping people overcome addiction and get back and build life skills there's great programs
1: there are great programs i was talking to brandon yesterday actually and he was telling me we hired red barn to move our office uh when we moved and bought a new building and you know there there are people who have been inco- incarcerated, and there are there are programs that they're creating for them to have opportunity to learn job skills and when they first showed up, some of the guys I was a little nervous <laughs> <laughs> I mean they looked a little rough yeah but they were absolutely fantastic respectful, kind polite professional fantastic yeah. and so I do hope to see more programs like that
0: we can, we can once once we get in proximity with people who are different from us, we realize that there's a lot of Common ground, and I've I've, uh, certainly I work with a lot of people as as in in your business, Uh, in in the tech business. We have a lot of uh, immigrants. We have a lot of Mm -hmm. people from other countries that want to improve themselves, and they come here and work very hard to become engineers and technical specialists. And we 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 find that when we're in proximity with them, we we understand there's things we can do to work together. They may be a different religion. They may be a diff- have a different background. But people want many of the same things. They want a safe place for their family. They want uh, to have good, strong personal relationships. That's, those are universal things we can build on.
1: I agree. And I really appreciate the fact that you want to bring something not not different, but really unique. You know, a lot of people we talk about, well, why are you running? Well, I want to worry about water and I want to worry... And those are all important things, of course. Growth, population, water. But it it's great that you're focusing on those that do get left behind because they're not necessarily soundbite things that catch everyone's attention, but they're so important. It's so important to remember how we can include people, how we can make it safer for them and provide programs and opportunities.
0: Right. and And do it in a... In a in a cost effective way, we don't th- this
1: right <laughs> exactly. That's we, the key. That,
0: that that is the key. As Republicans and and conservatives, we we believe that we can uh, be fiscally conservative and responsible and help people, you know, and build them up. We believe yeah. we can improve education and and use funds wisely. We we can do both.
1: Uh, well, and I agree. And, and like Red Barn uh, Doors, ex- ex- for example, they're they're not a. Uh, publicly. They're not, right. a, it's not uh, a, government a government program. F- but, but it's a it, private company.
0: But we should be supporting e- things exactly. like good ideas. It's better than a government program. E-
1: exactly. And and empowering private industry to come in and pr- and do what they do best. Absolutely. And providing that support and encouragement is so valuable. We just are finishing our... We had a budget discussion you know, yesterday, <laughs> last night. It, it's always tough. And so, right, I, I agree that you know it's not the government's going to solve all these problems for us, but we can be advocates for private companies.
0: Absolutely. There's good ideas out there. They can there.
1: solve their own problems. It's true. Thank you so much.
0: I, I Thank you for having me. It's, it's fun to talk with it's you. It's been
1: great talking to you. I really appreciate the time. And tell us which part of Kaysville you represent.
0: So uh, the w- there's a part, portion of West Kaysville, west of uh, I-15 mm-hmm. and... Uh, Roughly, uh, I better get out my my map here.
1: I, I you're the south.
0: Yeah, certainly the southwest. The southwest part southwest of uh, portion of Kaysville.
1: Yeah, I was looking at the map too just the other day, and I barely I'm barely out of your district, but ah, too bad.
0: Yes, but we'll we'll count you as as as, as an honorary can, member. Please. Right, you
1: can for sure. But that's great. So you, it includes Southwest Caysville and what other areas? And
0: a- almost all of Farmington okay. and all of Centerville and even a little sliver of, of Bountiful uh, uh, that's on on Page's Lane in, in Bountiful.
1: Good. Well, excited to see you do great things.
0: Uh, hopefully the, the voters will agree.
1: <laughs> I, I hope they do. And so here's the plug for voting. Get your ballots turned in, everybody.
0: Yes, get your ballots turned in by uh, before the... Uh, the twenty eighth, mm-hmm. and uh, do your do your civic duty and vote. You'll feel yes, good about yourself.
1: You will, and do your homework and research because there's so much great information out there.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you very much. Appreciate it.